This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because those don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? Guardian Leviosa. From now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monica, and with me today is my lovely, amazing, glorious, again with a beautiful headband equipped and very, really a beautiful braids on her head, Amanda! It started out so well and then it went all down from there. It really was derailed there, but that's okay, Monica. Hi. It's fine. Hi. How's How are you? I'm tired. Yes. How are you? Tired, mixed, emoted, instead of thing. Full of mixed sure. emotions. Um, generally fine. So, but other than that, with what's coming, not so great. Yeah. This June has been so much of a June that we're Juning the June June news a week earlier because there's not much more June we can June. There's not much more June we can June. Also, we might or might not have an episode coming out next week that's going to be live and that's scheduled already, but that's just besides the point. And also, um, June is the new Monday. Yeah, June has been one hell of a year. <laughs> yes, it has been, it has been. In case you don't, uh, you mentioned it already, today's Geek Girl in the News time, because we always have one in the month and this month it's early. I mean, it's not really for the one for the people on our podcast. It's just early for the people on our Twitch channel. But I think they can handle. And who knows what else would be, would come next week? So let's just not. Yeah, there, there's we already have a full rota to talk about, and there's so still another time, like so much week and half in June. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So other than that, what has been going on with you? Tell us something good that we can start this episode off with. Something good that we can start this episode off with is that the new Diablo season starts next week. Yay. And that's exciting. I heard myself say yay and it didn't sound very exciting. I'm sorry. It didn't sound very exciting at all. You were kind of like, yay. Yeah. (laughs) When I heard it, I was like, wow, that was wrong. (laughs) Pretty. I'm excited Uh, for you. I'm just not excited myself, I guess. This is my first time running a season, so like, let's just see what happens. Why are there seasons? Why not? I have no answer to that question. (laughs) That's great that I don't have children because they would keep asking me that and I would have to come up with shit and then I would already fail after the first try. True. Yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's that's happening over here. I've started reading like 100 books in the last week because I can't find one that I'm really into at nighttime these, right now. So that's happening too. But uh, yeah, that's, that's good news happening. in books. I asked for good news. That was good news because I started reading The Testaments last night by Margaret Atwood, the sequel to The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, okay. Um, so that's the one I finally settled on because I read like 100 pages last night and it was really good. Nice. Okay then at least it was good. That's great. Yeah. The other ones I think are too heavy for nighttime. Not that that's not too heavy, but like I'd rather a fiction heavy than a non-fiction heavy while I'm trying to fall asleep. Understand. Yeah. Understand. So tell me what's new with you. There is not really anything new with me. Okay, well, tell me something good. Well, I'm watching The Last of Us stream and we're pretty far along. I'm missing out now, but I will deal, I hope. I will have to rewatch it back and it's pretty epic. Like the representation in that game is just unbelievable. Um, all the characters, all, all the things, it's great. It's really amazing. And it's so beautiful. That's mm. good news. <laughs> that is good news. I have dipped in and out of the stream, but because I don't know the first story and I yeah missed like most of the second story i haven't really been paying attention yeah but like i have kind of dipped in and out just to see what's going on yeah so a lot going on a lot going on mm-hmm. a lot and not a lot at the same time it's interesting it's a nice interesting pacing good news what is good what other good news 
I don't uh, Tom know what other says about have. The Last of Us 2. It's one of the most accessible games for blind gamers ever. Oh, yeah, they have a lot of uh, accessibility settings. Also in the game, it's unbelievable. Like, what you can turn on and off and all that stuff is just incredible. So they have really... They make it possible for every, for maybe not everyone, but for a lot of people to play. Um, there are a lot of settings where you can adjust how good or bad you are in something or the other, but also a lot of ac accessibility things, which is just amazing. Oh, yeah, it's really yeah. good. You've done a great maybe, job there. Maybe something I'll need to play at some point. Yeah. I will, like, totally out myself here, though, because... I absolutely 100% was confusing The Last of Us with Life is Strange, which is another like PS4 game. And Life is Strange is like a point and click um, okay. game. And I totally thought that that's what The Last of Us was. And then when I like looked on the stream and I was like, wait a minute. A second. <laughs> I don't think. What is, what did you say what the game was? Life is Strange. I have to Google that now. Yeah. Okay, no um, idea. Because that's absolutely the game that I thought there was, like, even to the point that I was on Two Nerds maybe more, not uh, a few months ago, and they were talking about The the Last of Us, and I was like, oh, yeah, I really <laughs> want to play that. Like, in my head, picturing Life is Strange. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done you, woman. Well done you. Yep. It took yep. you to the release date to figure out that it's not the game you expected it to be. Yep, but, yep. Nice one. Yeah. Nice mm -hmm. one. <laughs> <Yeah>. Amazing. <sighs> so should we hit this off then? We tried with the good stuff. We more or less failed with that. But should we go yeah. ahead and do, let's, do June? Let's just get in this June. Let's just get in let's this June. June. Let's, let's June. June. <laughs> okay. So as we know, and we have talked about already, briefly in parts and pieces and old episodes and anyways jk rowling is not of every person in the world anymore and she wasn't for a very long time now but now she just kind of put the nail in the coffin for that yeah thanks monica i was like <laughs> how do you um... say that without being all all fuck off <laughs> yeah because I actually said that on Twitch. Or on, no, you wanted I did say to. It on Twitch. I, did, I said it on Twitter. I was just like, oh, fuck off. Like, <laughs> uh, I, just, I just couldn't anymore with... Um, Didn't you then change it to a longer message? I probably... I've done twice. I, I, I don't know. I tweeted Never a few mind. times about it. But yeah, <laughs> I, I actually just like quote tweeted J, JK Rowling and was like, oh, fuck off. Because like, I just, I can't. But we got to keep it constructive. Um, and I will reference and say that our episode with the Gailey Prophet um, helps to put things in perspective and helps us try to reclaim Hogwarts again. But I don't mm. know about you, Monica. I am having a real tough time reclaiming it right now. I do have a real tough time. But I'm also trying to not let her, even though she made it, I don't want her to win, kind of. So I'm like... I don't want to give you my money anymore. I already I already gave you all I had, basically. I spent all yeah. the money on my books. Um, I went to see all the things, and that damage is done. But I can, from now on, moving forward, decide not to do that anymore. And yeah. that still means that at least the story... And I had a chat with some friends just previous, and it's like, I really, really love the story. And... I just read it few a few years ago and just it just gives me the best feelings and it was never because of her it was because of the books and because how she kind of still managed to make that a really great thing and you also maybe have to see that in the time frame that she was writing it in that's a nice thing that that Anna actually brought to my attention that that was already 20 years ago so times 20 years ago was different as well so um we see it in the time and it was really dear to me and I don't want, yeah, that doesn't mean that my, my that I'm not standing with um, trans people because I decide to at least let this big part of my life still be an important part in my life and I can still read the books. I won't give her any money anymore um, and I will not watch the next movie when it's coming out which I'm like, but that is my the way how I'm doing it now. And 
I still have her tattooed on my arm. I will get the Deathly Hollows tattoo on Thursday. So like that's still happening. And I'm like, yeah, I've met the best of friends through that. Anna is in the chat right now. So I'm like, that would kind of make something that was so important to me. That would also be a lie that it's not the case because it was. And mm -hmm. yeah, I don't oh. want her. I don't want to give her more power and take that away from me. <laughs> Hell yeah. I absolutely know what you mean. And I I I fully agree with everything that you've said. I, I just know that for me right now, I don't think I could read the books at this exact minute yeah. and still and be like, it's okay, Hogwarts is my home. Yeah. Despite the way that the, despite who has written it. Um yeah. I I think I need to have that space mm. right now. Um, oh, yeah. in order to we like process and figure out how I can return to Hogwarts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because like you, I've made some of the best friends from mm. like the Harry Potter community. Um, it pretty much changed my life. Yeah. So she yeah. she doesn't have to write to do it. And and I think if the Gaily Prophet can make it their own, then I'm like so can we because it's not always the case that i have to drop and cancel everything in my life just because it suddenly turns out that it's not the way i thought it was um and there will always be opinions will constantly differ right there are those people who are like you don't support me as a trans person because um you're wearing something from or you you still love harry potter and the others are like it's mine now and i'm owning it and i'm making it mine and it's it's something it's my universe and fuck off jk basically um and i think there are both sides of this coin and you can't be on both of them like at least you can't you can't be the one who's like i'm with these trans like i'm here and i'm here but for me the decision is i want to i want this to still be important to me and it is still important to me and the people are still important to me uh, i will probably see the story when i read it again from a different viewpoint when i next read it that's why like you i wouldn't want to read it right now anyway i might want to dive into all the episodes of the gaily prophets to get my dose if i really want to but yeah do a read along with them that could yeah. be fun yeah so i think i think going forward though harry potter aside we i don't i don't she's got more books coming out i'm not buying any of her books as herself and as robert galbraith and the article actually that we're bringing up because this isn't even what we're supposed to be talking about here in geek girl in the news for june that was something that, that was also in june wasn't it so it's it not, was this has new. been in june <laughs> yeah um so her new book the ichabog is going ahead with her publisher hatchet however Staff are taking a stand and they're saying, you know, we're not actually going to work on that book. Or we don't want to work on that book. And what I find really great from Hatchet is that they don't make them. Yeah. They say, we'll never make our employees work on a book whose content they find upsetting for personal reasons. But we draw a distinction between that and refusing to work on a book because they disagree with an author's view outside their writing, which runs contrary to our belief. Mm. So I feel... You're you seem a bit upset that they're publishing it in general. Well, I mean, I'm not saying like we need to cancel J.K. Rowling because cancel culture, as we know, doesn't work. Mm. Like it's not the best way forward. Um, but I am I I'm proud that that staff there are saying like you know we don't want to support yeah. this author and that this is even coming out right now. To be fair for a company in general, I think there are, you, you often hear so many horrible things that people need to do things they don't want to do and whatever the company culture demands of you, you've got to do that. And for the publisher to say we don't make our employees work on that book, even though they've probably already spent a lot of time on that and that's obviously, there is a lot of money involved and in that's always basically the thing that drives the decision, right? So how much does it cost? Um, so in that particular particular regard, I think it's really amazing that they say, yeah, you don't have to if you don't want to, um, which I think is a really good move on their end, just to, to because they could have said, nope, that's almost sh short before release, I guess. Um, oh no, in November, 2020. Yeah, never mm -hmm. mind. But I mean, probably still in the booking release timeline booking in the book release timeline it's probably just 
five to ten or something five to wow what am i even saying five to twelve no never mind so i think it's great that they still let them off this job and and give it to someone else who is willing to work with it and don't force their employees to do that is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. um so that's amazing um and i do think that we have to because ivana lynch luna i think she said it really nicely um, in her tweet when she commented on it that um, we ha- there was an, not too long ago this incident in the UK where a TV presenter committed suicide because of how how horrible the online world was to her basically and all the trolls and all that shit and she just put that up for discussion or up for awareness as well that we can't just always just run away from uncomfortable discussions if I'm if you're concerned and triggered as a person clearly if you're a part of the uh, if you're a transgender woman or a trans if you're a trans woman or a trans man then of course you need to protect yourself first but as someone who is usually who is friends with with people who, who don't share the same opinion as you it's just really important to not cancel them or in general not make cancel culture the first um thing to do just because that would get us nowhere in 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 our society which we clearly see this month i guess as well and we need yeah. to make things better and we meet we need to try and improve our the way we do community and the way we do life and the way we love and the way we communicate and the way we make the world a better place or something never mind went on a tangent <laughs> you did but i was there for it so i was just letting you go <laughs> yeah yeah so, so yeah, that's that's happening. Well done, Hatchet. Well done yes. for the employees as well to say we're not going to do this. Yeah, I think that that's where the importance yeah. lies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so next we have we get to talk about one of my celeb crushes, Tina Fey, um, star and creator of Thirty Rock, an NBC sitcom that has four episodes featuring blackface. Did you ever watch this? Um, I haven't seen Thirty Rock because mm. um, you know my issues with TV yeah. and life. Yeah, um, life is hard. Yeah, TV is hard to watch when you don't yeah. have TV. Yeah, and that. <laughs> um. So super, like she's pulling the four episodes of Thirty Rock that have blackface. So like, yay! But also, Thirty Rock ran from two thousand and six to twenty thirteen. And they had four episodes that had blackface in it. Do we what know? Do we know what episodes that were? Yes, um, season three, episode two, "Believe in the Stars." So it's two thousand and nine. Yep, season five, episode ten, "Christmas Attack Zone." Two thousand eleven. Somebody season, help me with my math. Season five, episode four, "The Live Show," and season six, episode nineteen, "Live from Studio Six H." So, like, that's like two thousand and twelve right 2011 2012 yeah i mean yes and it's so hard to say now because it's 2000 to be honest for me seems like yesterday Mm. so but that was already 20 freaking years ago and we also know that a lot can happen in a short period of time i mean it shouldn't have never been a thing but i mean it was a thing for a very long time that i'm not apologizing any of it but I mean, it seems like it's not that long ago, but also it is in that short amount of time, a lot can happen in awareness with people. Yeah, for sure. But it's not like blackface is all of a sudden not okay. Like blackface no, no. has been racist for like, well, ever. Um, but also, and, and it has been racist since this show was aired, like very first aired. Like it's not something that society has just been like, oh, 2020 blackface is racist it's like no No. this has been a racist practice like this is racist and it has been forever and people have been talking about how this is racist as long as i've even been aware um who who made 30 rock 30 rock npc and tina fey well she's the producer of it she's the creator the show creator interesting yeah so those four episodes are called for removal. They should no longer be available on any streaming service, mm-hmm. um, which I think is great. And I think that that's what they should do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just uh, disheartened to see that like somebody that I admire have thought that that was okay to have in their show. I am surprised that it came 
came from Tina Fey basically because she's very, I don't know, progressive. She's liberal. Yeah, yeah, she's a progressive liberal woman. Um, yeah, like it, 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 as somebody who hasn't seen 30 Rock but loves her from most mm-hmm. of her other shows and has read her autobiography, I'm just like, how can an intelligent woman who is so progressive think that that's okay to have in four episodes? Like four episodes? In the end, intelligence doesn't make you less racist. True. And I think we have, we also probably deal with a lot of white privilege, where even though things are racist, they are not perceived as racist because they have been used for such a long time in such a degrading way. And still, it was like every random annoying joke or something. People mm-hmm. still tell them, even though... They wouldn't claim themselves, wouldn't call themselves a racist. But I think there are so many things that are so, that we as white people don't think about enough, which seem to be okay because we've done them for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there there is a quote here from Tina Fey in one of these articles um, that says, I understand now that intent is not a free pass for white people to use these images. Yeah. So. But at least they're gone now. They're gone now. So so let's move over into another racist situation. Situation. When has this ha- when did this happen? Yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday was a day. Yesterday was a day. I don't even know. I yesterday wow. I went to bed and tomorrow I woke up. <laughs> That's not <laughs> what I wanted to say, but sure. <laughs> Never mind. And this morning I woke up and I started to read so much crap. And then I was like, what did even happen overnight? I don't know what's going on. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So we are talking about Mixer. Mixer. Which for those of you who don't know is a streaming platform just like Twitch. Because I guess we have Liz is, was, with, was, was, will be for a few weeks now and then it won't be anymore basically. Yeah. So here is the Coles Notes version of what's happened as of one day after this has happened. Yep. So Mixer, former Mixer employee Milan, Milan Lee said in a twit longer that the company's management made various racist comments, including references to partners as slaves. Wow. And I have her twit longer up here. And when she was hired two years ago, uh or in 2017 where she worked for microsoft for two years and in 2018 she joined mixer because uh, i think it was a fairly new program then she was super excited to be joining the gaming uh community and she was the only black employee mm-hmm. there she, black woman black woman sorry yeah she um was told that the only reason she was hired is because she was street smart um so obviously she was hired for some kind of diversity goal um because that's sorry just on a tangent like have you noticed that when like black people get hired into big companies they nine out of ten times are in a diversity role like oh this is our chief diversity officer it's like black people can do other things they don't need to talk about diversity all the time (laughs) sorry can they apparently not yeah well i hope people heard the irony now out of context that comment i just made can really fall on my own head but I should get, get I should get a sign or something or a yeah. sounder. <laughs> so they were discussing projects at a meeting, and her manager gave them an analogy. And I'll I'll read it word for word. She said, "I'm in between a rock and a hard place. What I mean is, all the partners are my slaves. I own their content. I control their success on our platform. For me, I am the slave master. I own partners. So these are the partners that." Like the gamers that are on Mixer, these are the people that are actually making the platform a viable place to exist. Like we're we're filming here today on Twitch. We're we're Twitch affiliates. We're nowhere near partner level, but like yet it's, it's <laughs> yet it's people here like us, but at a higher tier. And like if somebody turned around and said, "Hi, uh, you're my slave," I'd be like, uh, "Fuck off!" <laughs> and like it's not okay to call anybody a slave. Let's just be specific here. Sex slaves, a okay. I didn't know where that one turned, but sure, it did. No, I just need to specify, like BDSM communities, like there is a little bit of slave um, 
slave plague happening there and like i mean consensual slave even that's though, okay can we maybe it's called different i guess i'm not we're just too gonna, versed on that we're just gonna go back over here anyways calling <laughs> somebody a slave like in this kind of context like that's not okay and google showed this manager that it's not okay but what did the manager say to millie she said that Millie needs to work on herself. And if she wants to go far in the industry, she needs to work on her emotions and feelings of to similar comments. Wow. Wow. Um, I always like how the number one go to tell a woman is get your emotions in check. Of course. Maybe don't be a prick asshole. Yeah, yeah well, I think it was, I think her boss was female. Manager. She, yeah, she says that the manager, she, she refers to her as a she, so, and her, so. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But then Millie reported the experience to her. That is manager. even worse. Yeah, it's even worse, right? Uh, to the next level up manager, including the examples in the meetings. And it was all passed on. Um, the ideas were exactly the same as her white colleagues. Uh, the manager ahead of her um, never reported any of the slavery comments to HR. So when she spoke to HR, they were surprised and said, like, what? Don't know what you're talking about um so she quit her job a few weeks after that and spoke to the legal team to start an investigation with the manager who called everyone slaves um last late last year she got a call from the legal team with their final findings that the manager was not guilty and the reason the manager was not penalized and the reason she is still at her job today is because she cannot be racist the reason she cannot be racist is because she hired a black person oh wow my my black friend. No, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. What the fuck? What the because fuck? I had one black person in how many people? Yeah. So Millie shared her experience on Twitter. Um, because Twitter was busy yesterday, let's say that. And her experience was responded to by Mixer themselves. They responded at 8.26 a.m. on June 22nd. And they said, our goal is to build a positive, welcoming, and inclusive team and community. To those sharing your stories, it's unacceptable that we did not provide that for you. We'll be vigilant in addressing this more diligently in the future. Thank you, Milan, and to the entire community. I didn't even so, know. So, yeah. So that's, like, something. <laughs> I'm going to tweet you back right there. I'm going to use 140... No, how many? 240 letters to say sorry, but thanks or something, which I could have I done previously. Sorry in there. Yeah. We but will yeah, be. Exactly. Thank you. It was a thank you for thank sharing. You, thank you for sharing. So people started commenting yesterday saying that, you know, like, you know, Mixer, this isn't on. Um, we're not going to stream on your platform. And what did Mixer do? Mixer's like, oh, we're going to close the platform and go uh, go to Facebook gaming. See ya, bye. And like all the Mixer partners are like, where was my notice? <laughs> Hello, I, I, I brought my whole audience over here from insert streaming platform, probably Twitch, to come and hang out on Mixer and build your platform. And you're doing what now? We're just gone? The fuck? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's not even funny anymore. I mean, apparently they did inform like bigger streamers, but I'm like, as if Ninja would ever have an issue to go to another platform at all or any other of the big, big, big guns. They are not the ones who are suffering now. It's everybody else who's who's worked really hard to um, get something going. And now they don't anymore. Yeah. So Frasley says here in chat, he said that Jen Eric Live said on their stream that this felt like a breakup over text, the oh, way yeah. that their partners found out. Because Great. I read a lot of Twitter yesterday a lot of Twitter yesterday and partners were saying that like they found out when Mixer published their post that the platform was going and like yes that is really shitty and I know that there was a lot of Twitch partners and people streaming on Twitch who were like haha uh bye Mixer sucks to be you and like insert derogatory comments here but like these the people streaming on Mixer, like, that was their jobs. Like, mm -hmm. that was their livelihood. That was their income. Like, and this is just really fucking shitty. Like, this is a shitty situation. Yeah. And especially because imagine that shit happening. Like, if you ever had a look at Facebook gaming, it's just utter bullshit. It's and dire. what other thing do we need on freaking Facebook? Definitely not the streaming platform. So... No. 
not everything can be swallowed up by the big Zuckerberg. So yeah, I totally agree. And like, I am definitely not a big fan of Mixer because I was kind of like, it seems like a strange platform and like, oh, you just gave Ninja like how much money to go over there? Like, okay, but sure, whatever. There is a platform over there. Um, I mean, it's Microsoft. That was my main reason why I'm like, nah, yeah, nothing but good they- ever came out of that. Yeah, like, especially with these side things, it's never really worked after Windows. In reality, that's their main money horse. That's what you call it. That's the main thing they make money with, and then everything else is just fucking weird. True. So yeah, and. Yeah, so I just think it's a really shitty outcome to a really shitty situation. Yeah. And I'm really sorry I, I, for you Mixer streamers. I'm sorry to the Mixer streamers. I'm sorry to Milan who had this happen because that yeah. whole story is, is bullshit. Not like bullshit unbelievable, but bullshit I'm just angry that yeah. this is happening. And to be fair, yeah. I don't think that this is, unfortunately, uh, I don't think that's a rare thing that's happening, to be fair. No, no, it's not. Because then you've got the alternative. And hi, we're here on Twitch. We're live on Twitch. Hanging out in chat on Twitch. And did you know that the Twitch CEO actually has been accused of laughing at reports of of abuse from Twitch partners? Because that's another reason why I was on Twitter for a very long time yesterday. Because the Twitch Me Too community is sure coming out right now because men... I mean, we already had like what last week or two, one or two weeks ago, we already noticed in the other uh, community community that we're part of that apparently um, there are hate streams going on, like hate rates to people of the LGBTQIA plus community. Sorry if I mixed the letters up. Um, and basically, they are partnered on Twitch already, and they gather all their followers that they're on their stream and they basically hate raid lgbtqia plus channels and go there to mob and this and troll the shit out of them and that is just something where i'm like what the actual fuck is that and why do they not immediately get banned from from everything anna yeah. just said that's how raid started that is really sad and upsetting it is really sad and upsetting. And there's been a lot of stories from women coming out as well about how they have had some sexual abuse, sexual misconduct from Twitch partners. Um, and there's been a lot of sharing on Twitch. And the Twitch CEO, whose name is Emmett Shear, just laughed at the reports of abuse. Um, so somebody uh, from the music community by the name of Starling said that Shear was in an all-hands meeting about partners using their platforms to abuse women, and Starling used her case as an example. And Shear chuckled and said, wow, the things that go on on our platform can't really comment, and moved on. (laughs) He didn't follow up. He didn't address it. This is Twitch culture. Sweep the ugly stuff under the rug for profit. Um, She further went on and said that she dated a Twitch partner who emotionally and psychologically abused her for over a year. And when she got out and cut him off, this Twitch partner outed her old porn to his platform and called for Twitch to ban her for it. (sighs) Not, she, she did. I probably made sounds like a pig, sorry. She did nothing wrong there. And she was the one getting called for bans. That's victim shaming 101 right there. Yeah. And that's just one of the stories that that I read, because um, there there's a lot of them, and it's these Twitch partners that have relationships with women, with other Twitch partners, with Twitch affiliates, with other streamers, who, when the relationship goes sour, they use their platform to incite hatred and violence, and like this person that like that what um, that partner did, like share sexual images, like shit like that's not okay and if the twitch ceo is like haha twitch you know like it's really shitty (laughs) 
I think I don't understand how there are no ramifications for people who just do that because on the other hand there are terms of service that seem to be so tight and don't show boob here and don't show nipple here and if you breastfeed you're out but then shit like this that goes like that there is anything goes and I don't understand I mean the <laughs> I don't even know if I should tell this now or not but um the very first boyfriend that I had and that was that took a weird turn at the very end because then after after that was already broken up and all, I suddenly found a lot of messages that we wrote back and forth to each other on the website where he basically then mentioned what an idiot I am. I mean, there were no pictures of me there. That was great, but I guess I was really short of that. But what a broken ego can can do to a person. I'm like, if that's already happening, I can see how the other stuff is happening really quickly and easily and how there is nothing to do against it is just especially if they get support from from twitch and so much money they can't even like money can't be the deciding factor just because they bring in money to the platform doesn't mean that anything goes or it shouldn't mean that anything goes yeah now twitch did release a statement yesterday june 22nd at 4 a.m where they said, we take accusations of sexual harassment and misconduct extremely seriously. We are actively looking into the accounts concerning streamers affiliated with Twitch and will work with law enforcement where applicable. We're thankful for the bravery shown by those who have come forward to speak about their experiences, and we are committed to working to make the streaming community safer for everyone. Mm. I mean, better do something about it and not just talk about it. For sure. Maybe that they're supposed to do like right this second yes of course they need to figure out who's what and where and then kick them so that's yeah. the first statement that they got it they they can make and then the actions will show exactly like that better not just be lip service but we are also calling for a twitch blackout tomorrow so that's wednesday the 24th of june so when this episode actually comes out the twitch blackout will already have happened and this is in an effort to, to get Twitch to take note of abuse, racism, mm. sexual harassment, assault, and rape. Mm -hmm. So streamers of all sizes should withhold th their streams on Wednesday, the 24th of June, for the entire 24-hour period, no matter what your time zone is. Mm. And I'm definitely participating. I won't be, we won't be streaming. Um, and I won't be watching any streams. Mm. Even if I have a favorite streamer that's live, I'm going to be like, Nope, not watching you. It's sad that a platform that the platform that is Twitch has that this has to happen in order for them to hopefully finally take shit like this seriously. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we did Blackout Tuesday a few weeks ago for Black Lives Matter. And I mean, that had a as far as I I don't know, it seemed to have some kind of effect. At least it got yeah. people talking about it, right? So, yeah. you know, that's what we need to do again here. Yeah. And blackout twitch because it's a huge platform it's a money maker and yeah and it go do dark. take not an insignificant amount of money from the five dollars euros that you pay them so other yeah. platforms do with way less so um yeah yeah exactly it's a 50 50 split and like really that's a huge chunk when you think about it but we're gonna end me girl in the news with some good news stories yeah because we can't we we, we can't do the low low all the episode long yeah. all night long sorry that <laughs> happened all night <laughs> uh so good news the fda and for those that don't know what that is that's the i don't know what that is either the federation i don't know it's the, the american place that yeah. does health things yeah, yeah yeah they approve and medication and shit like that yeah the federal drug administration brain you worked do you want to know why I know that? Why? What the what the FDA is? Why? Because I watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> there you go. It's all tied together, Monica's It's brain. all tied together. All my knowledge but, about life so, and medicine is all based on Grey's Anatomy. And so far, I've been right. <laughs> Amazing. Never mind. So the FDA, the Federal Drug Administration, because my brain finally switched on, approved the first prescription video game. Woo-woo! What? So kids with ADHD can be prescribed a video game as medicine. That is pretty epic. 
And guess what? My brain was wrong. It's the Food and Drug Administration. It's not the Federal <laughs> Drug Administration. Like, I'm so fucking proud of myself, but I still got it wrong. <laughs> so the game is by Achille Interactive, and it's called Endeavor RX. So Endeavor Prescription. Drop that link in the chat for Frasley, who's asking for the game. Um, so it's authorizing or the FDA has authorized doctors to prescribe this iPhone and iPad game to kids between ages 8 and 12 with ADHD. So the game itself has underwent seven years of clinical trials that studied over 600 children to figure out whether a game could actually make a difference. Imagine the improvement of the game in those seven years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So uh, um, the company's favorite of the five studies, the answer is that one third of kids treated no longer had a measurable attention deficit on at least one measure of objective att- attention Nice. after playing the game for 25 minutes a day, five days a week for four days. 25 minutes a day, five days a week? For four weeks. Like, it's a prescribed medicine. This is a game for children to reduce the like reduce the severity of their adhd that is pretty epic it it is so fucking epic i'm like wow so not only now is a game like this in existence for like adhd so what's the future of adhd like right we're also going to be looking at video games as treatment for alzheimer's that would be something (laughs) this is like this is just phenomenal the way that Video games can impact our minds. Like we've talked before how video games can have a really positive impact on your yeah. mental health. Yeah. And this is just saying, like, just just goes to prove mm. that like not only is it good for your like mental health and like your health and well-being, like it can actually help your long-term conditions and your like your disabilities. And I'm just like, fuck yeah. Yeah. There you were judging us all back in the days and look at us now. <laughs> look at us now changing the world changing the world and you know who else is changing the world the k-pop stands the k-pop stands <laughs> I, I am living f- for them right now i also only found out about of like i had no idea what that was until like a few weeks ago and now they're my favorite people on the planet yep i have been like kind of peripheral around the k-pop stands for a long time because um my first girlfriend was a K-pop stand, like back in two thousand and five. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. And I was like, I don't get it. What is this music? Like, I don't get it. And to be fair, I mean, I still don't. I I, I still don't quite one hundred percent get the love of Japanese music. But I love the fans. Well, that's not Japanese music. That's Korean music. Korean it's music. Different. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, J-pop and K-pop are different. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they will my... roast you right now if I'm they heard so that you sorry. said that. I'm so sorry. I'm not very good with j-pop and k-pop but i love you i and don't BST re- is something I, I get that is something i get aren't there like twenty five thousand people in that band yes and yeah it's like the it's like the 90s here on steroids with more people and more show that's basically what i think k-pop is yeah i it's don't think i'm it. wrong i don't know it's amazing and they are just making waves like political waves that you see is like a hate-filled hashtag come up on twitter and it's like white lives matter and you're like oh fuck who's saying what now about white lives matter or all lives matter and you click on it and it's just like pictures of bst or bts bts like over and over again like my job here is done hashtag white lives matter (laughs) and like just these (laughs) the whole hashtags are just like totally overwhelmed with k-pop fans and stands and i'm just like this is great like the first time i saw it i don't even remember what the what the hashtag was that i looked at and i was like holy shit like what's happening (laughs) what and then i realized like this is a thing that k-pop stands are doing like this is their activism so you know what they've done in cooperation with tiktok teens because like that's also a thing apparently yeah gen gen z is like unreal like they are the (laughs) activists that are, they're the future well they clearly are I, I'm, yes they are but like they, they really <laughs> are like i know we had virginia from the feminist shop on a few episodes ago and she we were like what's your favorite generation of feminists she was like the next ones they are fucking <laughs> awesome and i'm like virginia you're right like <laughs> you are right so what did tiktok teens and k-pop stands do 
they bought the tickets for the rally and didn't go for Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the fucking best thing on the entire planet. It's just amazing. Just amazing. So they bought, uh, well, the president of the United States, Donald wow. Trump. Couldn't you have said this with that with any more disgust in your voice? I don't I, think so. I don't think so. Um, was having a campaign rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at the Box Center, which has a 19,000 seat capacity. Not too bad. So, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of seats. Do you know how many people showed up? 6,200. You know why <laughs> only 6,200 showed up? Because K-pop stands and TikTok teens bought all the fucking tickets. <laughs> like, this is just, this is just amazing. <laughs> I wonder how much a ticket was I just I, think the idea is just fucking amazing. It's like I don't even know <laughs> how that can. how uh, how you get to the because I would be like I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give him any money, but like this is even better. Yeah, because I mean it's not really about the money for him, is it? He gets enough money from all the places where he needs to get them, and he just makes it appear out of the blue. Yeah. Oh, it was for free. Thank you, Decay. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure it was your free, but I don't have confirmation right. off the top of my head, so. Just let me go on a money tangent there. Always do. Never mind. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy, though. It's just like, it, oh, man, it blows my mind that this happened. And, like, um, you see, I actually saw a picture of him after the <laughs> after the rally, and he looked, like, so defeated. And I was like, <laughs> well, then the he also talked about my Wi-Fi network just totally disconnected, apparently. Um. <laughs> I, I was not at fault here. You were Amanda, not at fault. No, Amanda it left me. me. I was it still was in the me. call. But because Amanda is recording, that's why you couldn't see or hear me anymore. Yeah, so sorry about that. Um, don't actually know what happened. And um, where was I? Okay, Vance, how defeated he looked. Oh, he looks so defeated. Like looks he, he was just like, I don't even know. It was like the most pathetic, defeated, saddest looking little orange man I've ever seen. I, and I was like, sadness for him, and uh, I don't have an oh, inkling no, of. Oh no, I'm not sad. He looks yeah. sad. I was like, I don't. I wouldn't even know if I would. I I can't even this that there are no emotions. No, not to human being. Nothing. That's why I'm like. Uh -uh. Yeah. No, <laughs> can't even sure. say this thing is sad or anything it's just yeah. something there the android had low battery or something that's <laughs> for sure going on. um i will say that alexandria ocasio-cortez the uh, representative from new york i think queens new york if i'm not mistaken she um okay so let's start actually and say that Trump said that the majority of people who bought these tickets and made these posts deleted them after the first day because they they didn't. Oh no, sorry, this isn't Miss, Mr. Trump saying this. this is Mr. <laughs> Daniel saying this? Jesus, too many people with the same name. Anyways, people or, they organized this on Twitter and deleted their posts, which, as Anna said in chat, that it uh, fucked with the where did that say? Uh, fucked with the social media analyst data like for Trump. So like people <laughs> thought that so many people were going to these rallies and then like actually 6,000 people came to the rally, not 19,000. Um, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said, actually, you just got rocked by teens on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> In response to her. somebody, to Mr. Parscale, I'm not sure who that is. Uh, I can find out because maybe I can find that and it doesn't matter. I assume he's somebody on the Trump campaign. Um, who had tweeted that radical protesters had interfered with attendance. Like, yeah, radical protesters, teens on TikTok, bitch. <laughs> like, and I saw another tweet, or maybe it was an Instagram post from Pink, like the Pink, who was the like, Pink. I'm pretty, the Pink. And she said, I sold that arena out in 10 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, Pink yes. the absolute Pink. best person. Oh, she's phenomenal, right? I love her. Yeah. And it's just, it's just great. I'm I'm definitely here for this and K-pop stands TikTok teens keep Despite up TikTok up. being a shit platform yours people are quite great yeah <laughs> exactly so keep on doing what you're doing 
And yes. I think that's a good good note to end the Geek Girl in the News episode. Wow, brain is fried today. Brain yeah, that was just fried. like you powered right down there, and then you were like, <laughs> Geek Girl <laughs> and yeah, that's that's that. That's that. So it's been a month, and it's only month. June twenty third. It's been one hell of a month, but that's what we wanted to end on a couple of good notes because this is this is a lot. June Our- is a lot. June is a lot. This entire year is fucking century, man. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just on another side note, maybe listen to the people in your life. If they tell you stories, then believe them. Listen to them and be nice. Yeah. That is just... I read too many hashtag me too's today. So that's why I'm like... We need more solidarity with everyone, I think. Yeah. Stand with victims, believe people when they speak out, and let's try to make this world a better fucking place, eh? Yes. Fuck and also more. join the Geek Caring Book Club. Oh, yeah. Join the Geek Caring Book Club. Yeah. Um, this episode comes out on July 3rd, so you still have time to join the Geek Caring Book Club. We started with White Fragility just a few days ago. Yep. You can still make up for it. The first episode will be on the 9th of July. How the hell did it get July already? I don't know. I don't know. So 9th of July will be live on Twitch talking about the first section of White Fragility. And you're more than welcome to join us. They won't be recorded. We might post them up on YouTube. Who knows? But who knows? But um, yeah, we would love to have you in the book club. Link will be in this podcast show notes and on our website. And, and everything. Yes. So thank you so much for being here with this episode of Geek Girl in the News. Yes. That was June, the month of the June. Monday of the months. Just, just it was June. It, it was funeral. It was it was what <laughs> it, it was. was a funeral. <laughs> and just as every good funeral has to have some good news too. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we just make yeah. that a thing now. <laughs> We're making it a thing. Great. So <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out. And we'll see you next week for another awesome episode of Geek Caring. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.